everybody, it's me, Kathleen Madigan. Welcome to Madigan's Pubcast. You grab yourself a drink, pull up a bar stool, let's talk about what's been going on. Termites! Welcome <laughs> to episode 161. Said in my Stevie voice. Well, I'm in my Bucky's outfit. It's Christmas. My Bucky's onesie. It is Christmas time. No more shows for 2023. I'm not off, off. I have some work to do. But thank you. I ain't going to go back and count how many shows. I'd say it was 200. I don't know how many cities. Probably. Yeah, probably. I don't count travel days. I have to count those for the uh, accountant guy. That's usually why I know how many days I was on the road because he demands that number. And then I have to go back and count my calendar like a moron. Um, So many things. Back from the West Coast, the Pacific Northwest. Though very spooky. I never think of it as being cold up there, but it was cold, cold. Rainy and cold. Yeah. Yeah. I always just think of it as like Portland rainy, whatever. Um, Seattle rainy. But but I've also been there a hundred times in the summer when it's beautiful. So... Um, so many things to get to. So much news. Que- big queen news. Big queen news. Big queen news. Um, Eugene is where I went. Home of who? The Oregon Mighty Ducks. Well, it's what the Anaheim mean? Mighty Ducks. They're not the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> They're the ducks. But it's cute because in town there's duck prints all over. So you follow the duck, duck prints to wherever you need to go. Cool. And they were all excited about their big college game against Washington. But yeah, Washington won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the final four. Uh, they put Alabama in, and everybody's all mad about that. But I agree. I don't love Alabama, as we all know. I was taught to hate them. I don't really have a reason to hate them. But FSU, without the quarterback, that's not one of the four best teams. No. Sorry. Is it fair? No. no. Everybody keeps screaming on these sh- sports shows. Well, it's not fair. Life's not fucking fair. No. No. Start learning that younger. That's Way fine. younger than college. Yeah, you should have learned that like in second grade. That was bullshit. That's right, Johnny. That was bullshit. And you're going to say that a lot of other times in your life unless you're the richest little bastard ever walking the streets. Yeah, the Walmart kids aren't saying that. Life's fair to them. Mm-hmm. The Walton children. So many things came backstage. I'm going to go through these. I, I like to say thank you. I know some people would be like, oh, I don't want to hear Because people make such an effort. Yeah. Even the ushers are like, we've never seen this many things backstage. Are you sure? I'm like, bring it all, bring it all. If I can't take it home, I give it to the staff. They get so excited. Yeah, because yeah, like, so somebody brought me all these Jack Daniels whiskeys, and I couldn't take them all home. Like I took seven bottles. Was, yeah, like a lot of bottles. Like, whoo, what are we drinking? First of all, Evan Williams eggnog. So good. I know. Some of the termites went out and found it. Yeah. And then sent me pictures of them with their bottle in the car. I'm like, I hope that's not open. <laughs> Well, I don't care if it's open, but the police might care yeah. if it's open. Um, so good. Mm-hmm. Put a little nutmeg on it. I got nutmeg. Nice. It's on top. Yeah, I also have a beer, a ruby ale. from the, I got. There's so many. The Northwest is really great with craft brewer, uh, breweries right. and stuff. Yeah, they got a million. You couldn't drink them all if you lived this whole 10 lifetimes. Um, there's so many great different beers. This one's a ruby ale. And once again, I fell for the can because it's like a witch holding a moon. <laughs> and then a star at McMenamins. McMenamins. Yes. Um, what do I get? Well, we'll start with uh, Kayla and Carl. In Eugene. Yeah, they're in Eugene. Huh? At the Holt Center, which, wow, go on my Instagram and look at that place. It's really fancy. It's super cool. It's really cool. The ceiling is really weird mm-hmm. and really cool. Um, these two are originally from Nebraska. Oh, 
Yeah. And then I wonder what, like if you're from Nebraska and you move to the Pacific Northwest, I wonder how many days you just sit there and go, whoa. Because it's, it's, yeah. it shouldn't even be America. It should no. be lower Canada. It yeah. looks like you've gone to another country. Well, and yeah, yeah, this even the Seattle airport feels very international. A very international feel. The Delta Lounge, everybody's very exotic. I'm like, oh, I just came for a bagel. Look at all these fancy people. Yes. Um, they brought me some popcorn. Um, and this, uh, gar- this is garlic, carrot, habanero sauce. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's called The Sauce Lord. And it's a picture of a man who looks like he, he runs a cult. So I'm going to taste that since I, I kind of f- forgot my snacks last week. There's so many, so many things. What are you going to do? You don't have time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh, Very hot. Yeah. You got to really be ready. Wow. I just did too much of that. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I have a eggnog. backup beer to my eggnog. <laughs> 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 um, uh, they recommended going to McMinimins anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Um, the bars and historic buildings with secret rooms. I did not have time to do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to do a lot because I had to go from Eugene to Portland and Portland to Seattle. So it's a lot of up, get up, and go. Mm-hmm. Cheryl and Vincent got the local beer. Thank you. Most of it I bring home. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have my beer monster, Michael Somerville, with me. I had Michael Palasek, who also is a food, and he's a more of a food monster. Yeah. And he's so in shape. And I'm like, how many times do you eat a day? <laughs> he's like, three, definitely. Most of the times, five. I'm like, oh, my God, five times a day. If you want, a lot of people ask who was the opener this weekend. It's Michael Palasek. Yeah. You can go find him online. Yeah, because he does the clubs in the cities where you see him with me in a theater. He will at some point do the club there too, cool. guaranteed. He's good. Yeah, um, it's so many cat things. Katrina and Mark brought some too. Um, there was so many cat. That, baby cat. I opened the suitcase and she knows the greenies. She knows the bags, and it was just like, <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> now I'm not mad you left. Right. It's it's half of a bag. It's just Wait, cat shit. Like if Delta ever opens my bag, I am officially the crazy cat person. <laughs> like I don't even care. Um, yeah. Zach and Sean, my germites, gay termites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Somebody called themselves a coastal termite. I liked it. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, they're on the coast. <laughs> I never have gotten to go to the Oregon coast though, and I really want to go. My mom, it's my mom's favorite place on earth, and she is not easy to please. She's always crabby if we mm-hmm. leave the house. So for just her to say general. that, just in general, mm-hmm. why would we leave? Oh, mom, stop. <laughs> She's she can be a naysayer on that. Um, uh, we got a can of Chuck's uh, gourmet. Uh, Cat food brought backstage? Nice. Yeah. I haven't given it to the cats yet. That was Anne and Marie and Paul and Lisa. Oh, flowers backstage, which is always nice. And I got to keep them through two cities. And then nice. I give them to um, whichever person I deem needs flowers that night before I leave because I can't fly them home. And Michael and Roseanne. Uh, Cocoa Bomb Whiskey, which is right here, which we're going to try a little of this. It's a chocolate whiskey. Oh, nice. Right? Little. That seems Christmassy. Yeah. Yep. We're going to talk about some Hallmark movies here, too, in a minute. Nice. Um, chocolate whiskey. There's a good chance I could vomit after this podcast. I'm mixing a lot of things here. It's good. Wow. I taste the chocolate. And I'm not a chocolate person. That's what's wrong with chocolate to me. It doesn't have alcohol in it. That's the problem all these years. Oh, my God. What did the germites bring? Uh, the Germites, um, well, they invited me to their wedding last summer and I could not attend. I'm right. sorry, Zach and Sean, I had things to do. Um, they brought me, uh, Mother of Storms English Ale 
which we drank backstage. Nice. Um, Zach's the manager of the brewery. Cool. So, yeah, wouldn't that be a fun job? A like, brewery. why don't people ever tell us about those things in school? Right. Like University of Missouri, they were like, you can be an accountant. These are the majors. A um, oh. A teacher. I'm like, no, no. Engineer, no, hard no. Um, And then, you know, business majors or, you know, I was the fuck off one. Public relations, whatever. The one that isn't hard. That's the one I am. You're sitting in a beaver Santa suit. Well, I am sitting in a beaver Santa suit from Bucky's. But, you know, I've made it a long way on earth. So there you go. I guess you don't need to know. But I just wish people would have told us about fun jobs in college or high school or something. Tell us. Something outside the box, like, yeah, go manage them. But see, they wouldn't even have had those when I was his age. No. No. Brewery what are we, I'm going to be the manager of Anheuser-Busch? I mean, that's our brewery. Right. Or, you know, you're going to go up to Wisconsin or somewhere. No, it's not going to happen. Moving on to Portland, I was very sad because I didn't get to see my cousin Tommy, who lives in between Portland and Seattle, because the rain in Portland was snow in the passes. Oh. And just that kind of language makes me feel like he, we're not related anymore. Now he speaks like a Canadian. You know, there's snow in the past. No, Tommy, I don't know. I don't know what a past is. I don't know what you're talking about. It's fucking raining. You're lying. And he's like, not up here. He wasn't lying. Um, yeah, so they get a lot of snow and all that. The weather people, this is another thing of the Northwest. They are dressed in whatever they felt like. It's Most of it's dudes. And, like, there'll just be some shirt kind of hanging in and out mm-hmm. and some weird jeans. I don't hate it. Right. You don't have to be all stodgy to do the weather. No. But it is beyond casual. It's the <laughs> next level of almost to I just don't give a shit and got here late. We're almost there. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. Um, this was one of the crazy. So at Portland, I had so much fun because there's a place called Jake's Steaks. Mm-hmm. Everything in there, it's like a fancy bar. But not fancy, fancy. Right. Just upscale mm-hmm. instead of just a, you know, wings right. bar. Like it's got, like, they have steaks and mashed potatoes and, like, real fancy drinks. But you could sit at the bar and you, every, that's what I love about the Pacific Northwest, too. No one's overdressed for anything. No. So, like, I asked the guy at the hotel, I go, can I go in there and this? He goes, uh, lady, it's Portland. You can wear whatever you want. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody's dressed, like, at any moment, someone might go, we're hiking up Mount Rainier right now. And they're ready. I'm like, oh wow, look at everybody. They I even, yeah, they they're ready for rain. They have backpacks that have tons of things in them that are useful. Um, but Jake's is uh, shout out to Jake's because I actually went there twice. Nice. Yeah, and then I tried to find Michael to go for breakfast, but I couldn't find him, so I didn't go for that. And then I went for a Spanish coffee at Huber's. If you've never been to Portland, maybe I'll write all this down for your termites and in case you ever travel and you want to go to the same uh, weird places I would go. And a Spanish coffee, in case you don't know, is comes on fire. Fire! So <laughs> it's super it. exciting. <laughs> now the alcohol is on fire. Um, that gig, it's the Arlene Schnitzer Performing Arts, and I like to call it the Schnitzel House. Um, I'm sure she would be offended at that, but I'm guessing she's no longer alive. Maybe, maybe she's alive. Sorry, Arlene, if you're alive, but just the Arlene Schnitzel. Schnitzer. Schnitzer. The Schnitz. It's funny. The Schnitz. That's yeah. what they all call it. Mm-hmm. This guy, uh, Beck. Or it's maybe it's a lady, I don't know, brought me um, freeze-dried minnows for the cats. Oh, my God. They have not been tried yet. Oh, my I wanted to show the bag. If you're uh-huh. watching the YouTube video, there's actual minnows in here that are oh, freeze-dried. I can't wait to watch this. Well, I think Kato. Kato will eat anything. Kato's <laughs> a pig and a horse. And uh, baby cats, no. 
No. Chapo is eh, finicky, but they're yeah. Minnows? Yes, they're real minnows. Whoa. They're, and they're gluten-free. Well, I should send them to my sister. <laughs> here you go. Here you go, Kate. Here, you want something that, yeah, I'm going to take them to Christmas and go, here, I brought you a gluten-free appetizer, and I'm going to put it in a really nice bowl. Yeah, food. Yeah. Well, she shot it. My sister shot a minnow once. As a drink, like oh, I you no, no shot, no at a bar, <laughs> at a bar of the Ozarks, at the Lake of the Ozarks, they had a um, shoot a minnow mm-hmm. thing. Minnow shot, yeah. Yeah, and there's a live minnow in it, and she did it because we told her the only person that got one was the person who had the cutest smile in the bar. Stop it! And my brother told her that, and she believed it, <laughs> and they're like, "You got to do it." So we all started chanting, and I could not believe she did it. it wow. Where the minnow went? No. That's what's crazy about my sister. She could have a hundred drinks and she seems no different. There's something (laughs) off with her. uh, I don't know. Her chemistry, her makeup, her hyperthermia. She just is, she can handle a lot of crazy alcohol. But maybe I'll take, I'm going to take those at Christmas. Put them in a fancy bowl. See what happens. Yeah. Does she have cats? My sister has two cats, Coco and Cha-Cha. Coco is blush. That's the official color. They're both from, well, uh, Cha-Cha was found out at the farm. She's black, uh, all black, black nose, black whiskers. She's awesome looking. Um, but common looking. They let a cat into the house for two days that was not Cha-Cha. What? Yeah, it came through the door. And then she's like, I just found out this cat in my house is not our cat. And I was like, what? And uh, yeah, it. it Cha-Cha acted acts feral. Like, she could be really mean and bite and stuff. It's like, you know what? You were wild for, like, two weeks. She acts like she lived in Africa for 18 years and had to fend for herself. Like, anyway, moving on. Susan, George, Holly, and Brian, uh, White Tiger IPA. It was delicious. Yes. Uh, Other stuff. Shannon, Sherry, Greenie, Cat Terror, uh, lots of cat stuff, and Goldfish for me. Nice. Yeah. Michael was eyeing those, too. What? It is a lifesaver on a plane. One of the Delta ladies must listen to the uh, podcast because she apologized that she didn't have any goldfish to me. <laughs> and I'm like, how would you know that? How would you know that? That I forget they have a little list of who's sitting right. where. And I'm like, oh. Sorry. Yeah, it was very nice. Sean and Debbie brought me uh, Red Breast Whiskey. Yep. Nice. That'll be saved for Christmas because I, I was out because my friend Drew came and drank it all. And I forgot that he drank it all. Yeah. And then somebody else, uh, so Dorf, somebody asked for it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've read And I'm like, no, I don't. That pig was here. It's hard to find. That alcohol pig. <laughs> Deb, Leslie, and Karen, left-handed playing cards. What up for the left-handers? Who's left-handed? I think it's only like 5% of the population. Google it. Google See how many percent of people. Okay. Uh, Richie, uh, the Harry and the Hendersons DVD. Nice. That was hilarious. An invitation for, he asked me to come to a bar and he had a perfect bar. I just couldn't go because I went to Seattle that night because uh, I already been there. Yeah. 10% are, 10% are left-handed. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And they have video poker at his bar. So I guess gambling in Oregon in a bar is legal. Or he took you to a sketchy fun bar. Or, yeah, but I don't know. Sarah Lee, TJ, Mariah, Bruce, and Colleen bought potato chips. Ruby Ale, that, that, that's this. Yep. Delicious. And then Dawn and Jen, um, shout out to uh, Dawn. I got your note. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could email the team email, there's something I would like to do for you back, mm-hmm. but I would need some information from you, okay. like a phone number or something like that. Just mm-hmm. email. If you go to my website, mm-hmm. that it says team email. So that's from Portland. And uh, I don't, they got my Bigfoot stickers and uh, 
Very fun stuff. And I don't remember they who. They got you a, they got you a uh, lottery ticket, too. Oh, the lottery ticket with the Oregon. Because I'm always like, what if I win? I have to wait till I go back to Oregon. Because I have two Texas ones in my purse I haven't gotten rid of. They're, <laughs> they're winners. And then I'm like, every, I just was in Texas, and I flip and forgot. I've lugged them around for a year. They're, they'll expire, by the way. Turbines, I didn't know that. Games expire, but they still have a self-addressed envelope. Emergency Bigfoot. Listen to this. Okay, these are Bigfoot noises. <laughs> I got a lot of Bigfoot stuff. This is a howl. Snort. Roar. That would scare the shit out of yeah, me if I was in the woods. That's it. It sounds like a lion. Yeah. Here's a groan. This is when he's had it. He's just had it. Do what? And then Seattle. Solid flood. I don't understand why more people don't go to Seattle for fun. Like, you never hear people say, even in L.A., like, oh, we're going to go up to Seattle. It is far. I get that. But it, there's so much to do. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. The market is so great. great. Um, the flowers, obviously, in the winter are not as up to speed as the summertime, but they were interesting. They look like winter flowers. And one time... Are you talking about the ones at Pike Place? Pike's Place. Pike Place. I always say Pike's. It's Pike. Pike Place Market. Yes, Pike yeah. Place Market. And I know it's a kind of a hacky thing to do, but it's wonderful. Oh, it's it. the home of the very, 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 very first original Starbucks. Lot of, now, I'm never going to stand in that line. No. That line is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's just a Starbucks when you get in there, because I have gone in when there wasn't a line. Um, but, you know, people want to get their picture taken, mm-hmm. whatever. But there's so much good clam chowder down there. And, I mean, there's a million things to do in Seattle. Um, but that, I was staying down there by there. And then my favorite Irish pub, Kells, is in the... Um, yeah. The alley and post alley and post, post, alley. post alley. And I went ahead at a Guinness in there. I met some termites. Nice. Took a picture with them. They were super normal. Cool. It's always nice to know that you guys are normal. Like yeah. sometimes when I see somebody freak out when I walk in. Well, one time. It's well, I don't know. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> this could go either way. Totally normal. Like yeah. most of the termites are people I would just go t- talk to at the bar anyway. Drink. Yeah. Normal. In there. Having an afternoon drink. It's, it was a little too dark for the day, though, because it, it, it was already pretty dark with rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great time in the bar. Yeah. Um, Seattle is the Moore Theater, one of the greatest theaters in the whole country. So cool. If it wasn't so far, I would tape a special there. But then all, you know, you got to get everybody up there, and I don't know. I liked your video in the bar. It's yeah. on my list. There's a downstairs bar that's like a bat cave for the people. Like, when you come in, you can go down there and have a drink a lot. Of people don't know that. Right. Go down to the bar in the basement, mm-hmm. and it's like a cave. It's super cool. Um, so, and then we'll, we'll move right on after I do these. But uh, Seattle Mar- uh, Marie brought me beer. Great. Uh, told me about the Tacoma Rainiers. That's their minor league team. Nice. Super fun. Lizanne, Debbie, Pat. This is amazing. This says Madigan's Pubcast. These are golf head covers. Wow. I am currently going to go throw out whatever I have. I don't even know what's on my golf club. Oh, I know I have Margaritaville <laughs> from Lake of the Ozarks because I like to re- represent right. the Ozarks. But these are handmade stitched. I mean, it's amazing. Cool. <laughs> um, no others exist. That's right. Thank you. It's it's the paddles one. Yeah. Oh, the summer one. Yeah, and yeah. it says established. It's the actual logo. Awesome. It's beyond awesome. I don't even know how much that would cost or how much work, work that would take, but it's amazing. Cool. Um, 
And then they, they give me a Bigfoot candy dish. Maybe that's what I'll put the minnows in when I go to my sister's. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put freeze-dried minnows. And then wait to see if anybody says anything. I'm not going to announce it. I'm just going to cut that bag open and put them out. Here's what I brought. One of the kids will say something, and I'll just ignore that. I'm going to wait for an adult to say, what the fuck is that, Kathleen? Yeah, and I'm going to say, it's gluten-free minnows. And I think, Cheryl uh, and Stacy, shout out for the ornament. Erica. Oh, liquor bottles. We Oh, that's what we drank with the crew afterwards. Yeah, yeah the tiny airplane bottles. Yeah. yeah. We all deserved a shot because yeah. they're getting ready to be done, too. Nice. They have, like, weird Christmas shows up to the... Yeah. Yeah, that's fun, though. I won't say somewhere uh, on the road. What's the singer lady with the Christmas show? Martina McBride. Martina, <laughs> <laughs> Martina McBride. Now, I like Martina McBride. <laughs> And I believe she's probably my age. And good for her for still keeping it going. Yeah. But this one guy backstage was like, I mean, I'm looking at this sh- these shows and what's the me- Martina who Christmas show? He's like 25. I'm like, Martina McBride, show some respect. She's worked very hard in country music and she's developed some fun little Christmas show. Yeah. You get your ass out there and you put it whatever she demands, whatever she wants. When she wants snowflakes falling, you fucking make it happen, Michael. Chad. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Uh, uh, Kelsey and her mom, Beverly, got me buffalo. One of these buffalo snacks. Did I already eat one? No. Oh, Ellen and Barb, that's who brought me the handheld sound machine. And and a Bigfoot notebook, which I will use. Nice. Yes. Yes. Um, Oh, okay. Tracy and Kim brought these. And then we're almost done with this. Dungeonese crab spice potato chips. Tim's. Dungeonese. Dungeonese. Dundee, home of who? Brian Cox, my favorite actor. All right, here we go. Tim's crab. I don't know about this. This Brian crab seasoning is great. Dungeonese. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Not the best. Kind of tastes like a Old Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably crab seasoning. Yeah, this is the problem. When you try to make, I don't know, things into powder uh-huh. that weren't originally powder, yeah. it's very difficult. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't succeed. No. Nope. Um, Zach brought me an IPA that was delicious. Mary and Jane. Jane's a volunteer at the moor. That's right, and her mom. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to find him. I did try to find him. Mary's her mom. Um, some of these things I don't get till afterwards. Like the Dawn and Jen one, I'm very regretful I didn't see that beforehand, but it, mm-hmm. everything comes backstage at one time, and then it's showtime, and then I, I look at that stuff afterwards, but mm-hmm. then they're gone. So I'm going to try to look at those beforehand in case there's people that I should meet or want to meet or could meet. Um, uh, Angela, John, and Ellie. Um, uh, oh, the Seattle bottle opener, Bigfoot scarf. Nice. And the last one, Cynthia. Uh, Hershey bars, you never go wrong. It's the only chocolate I'll eat that doesn't have alcohol in it. Right. It's Hershey. Um, my bears and an IPA. So thank you to everyone up there. I don't know who brought these. They're called Sasquatch. Let me see. I think I. it's hard to keep track. Uh, oh, Dawn and Jen. All right, let's see. Um, Tim's part two. These are good. Yeah. They're kind of like extra thick and crunchy. Um, 
We'll know they have a little bit of a barbecue flair. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well done. Cool. Well done to Dawn and her best friend. Good. All right. All right. Moving on. Queen news. Boom. Tay-Tay. Well, it was Jelly Roll's birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Jelly. Jelly Roll. He's pretty young. Google how old he is. I think he's younger than I thought. Okay. Or older than I thought. Or younger. This eggnog. It's so good. Is he 41? 39. 39. Yeah, December 4th. Um, December 4th. Okay. Yep. Happy birthday to Jelly. Um, and uh, Tay-Tay is on time. She's time's person of the year. So great. They've never had an entertainer before, so she did that. Nice. And they asked her for a photo sheet, and she said, can I bring my cat? <laughs> and I totally agree. Absolutely. This is what I have. This is why I like her more than the music part. I don't really understand quite fully yet. But um, Benjamin is a ragdoll cat, and he's spectacular looking, and he's in the photo shoot around her neck. That's cool. Yeah, the That's other nice. two cats. I like Benjamin better than all of the, the the other two. There are a certain kind, I forget, Scottish foals or something. I'd never heard of them, but their ears kind of lay flat. Meredith. Meredith, Meredith and Olivia, Olivia Benson after mm-hmm. Law & Order. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal. I am going to the Chiefs game this Sunday. Yay. If Tay-Tay is there, I will report it. I will mm-hmm. film what I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care one way or another if she's there, but um, my cousin's wife is very excited <laughs> and is really hoping she's going to be there. I'm just hoping the Chiefs get their shit together. Yes. That was embarrassing. Awful. And, you know, I thought he probably – he goes back to Tay-Tay, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, and goes – you know, it was just one of those nights where nothing went right and everything was all fucked up and, it, you know, it just didn't go well. I mean, you know what I mean? And I'm sure she's like, no, <laughs> I don't. My shows go really well every single goddamn time. They go so well that people just can't even stop raving about it. Nope, I've never dropped a ball, never dropped a pass, never stopped out of bounds and fell off the stage. Nope. Whatever you're crying about in there, I have no relationship to that. Mm-hmm. Cry your little eyes out all you want. So I'll report back on that. And I, speaking of 49, uh, the, the Chiefs, I would like to point out that on this podcast, if you are paying attention to much, if you do care about professional football, I told you the 49ers. Yep. And they walked right into Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very sorry for my friend Dory. It, it just, she, she, got, she got a little ass spanked on a Sunday night in front of the whole nation. And... The 49ers, I'm telling you, that's my pick. Debo beat the 49ers. They, they just, in the rain, and yeah. it just could, there were some bad calls on both sides. And that's my other complaint. I don't understand why we don't have an eye in the sky in New York. Mm-hmm. Somebody, if we're all sitting at home watching TV, they should have somebody watching TV going, that call was missed and it mattered. I don't care about an offsides here or there, but if it matters, mm-hmm. pass interference, stuff like that, there were a couple that were just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go yeah. on that. Um, then there was something else with Tay-Tay. No, she's going to Chiefs game. Uh, she's outed herself as being in love. Yeah, she says she's in love. They've had secret time before everybody knew about it. So I don't know about that. And she's still mad at Kanye and Kim Kardashian. They freaked her out so bad that she ran away to a foreign country for a, a, an entire year and didn't leave an apartment. She was young. You can't yeah. let people like that bother you. Well, she doesn't anymore. Well, now she doesn't. Yeah, because yeah, she said that, that there's no reason 
to, to quote unquote, try to defeat your enemies, the trash always takes itself out. I don't know if I agree with that part. I think there's a lot of trash that keeps succeeding by accident, but I do agree with there's no reason to get involved in it. Just let it go. Yeah, but that's her, my problem with karma. People always go, well, karma will get them. Well, when? Karma is a cat. Karma is a cat, but karma's other things. And like karma, some people I've been waiting to see it for 10 years, fucking nothing. And then they go, well, maybe the next lifetime. Well, I won't say it. It doesn't matter to me. That's why we need a faster process. It's called karmagrams. And then if you're an asshole, one day somebody just hits you on the street, punches you right in the face and goes, there's your karmagram. And then they keep walking. If you're a nice person... Maybe someday some stranger just hands you a shit ton of flowers and goes, there's your karmagram. So you can buy karmagrams. And that's how we help karma. Maybe karma's super busy and needs help. Right. Mm-hmm. Moving it along. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dolly, I thought this was interesting. Well, her perfume's out. It's in Walmart. I saw that. Yeah, she did a little ad with herself in there. I might have been Target. Walmart. Oh, it was Walmart. It's totally Walmart. <laughs> Yeah. The lighting. Yeah. Yeah. She sprayed it all over an employee. <laughs> she did. And the employee was like, I just love it. <laughs> Dolly is not a fan of Hollywood. She said it was the most depressing place she'd ever seen. It was just horrible. I couldn't agree more. I did too. First of all, it doesn't exist. As a Midwest person, you are taught that Hollywood exists. It doesn't. It's just a bunch of random buildings in the valley and then buildings. Nobody knows where anything's at. It's <laughs> stupid. And then the corner of Hollywood and Vine, that is a shit show. And I don't even get it. I don't know. As a child watching game shows, I thought you went to a place that was like an game, area. Game shows? Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid watching game shows, like The Price is Right and stuff. Well, they would always like, if you'd like to attend a taping in Hollywood, California. And I thought, well, we're probably never going to go there. Maybe Florida, if we're lucky. Probably the lake. Only if it's on the beach. Right. The beach isn't anywhere near anything. Um, she, she said it was the most impressive. And if, especially if you go down on that end of sunset, it gets really creepy. Um, she said, I always thought that Hollywood was great grandma's place at Disneyland with all the stars you'd see on TV. It was a real eye-opener when I first went there. Agreed. Yep. And all, people always, like, even I lived in West Hollywood for a while, and every single time Lindsay Lohan or some free, crazy person would be out doing stuff, they're like, at a bar in West Hollywood. I'm like, I'm at bars every night. Right. I don't see anybody famous. <laughs> Nobody. I'm trying what to think. You, you know who I did, like, it, down at the beach for the Comedy Magic Club, sometimes I would see hockey players or NBA players because they live, they would live down yeah. by the forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but you could do that in any town. Didn't you see I'm like, who where are... Nicki Minaj was at Boa Steakhouse, and it's a lot of people would not think her and I have a lot in common. We don't. Except this, and it's something to die for. Boa is a very, very, very fancy steakhouse. I wasn't actually there. I didn't get to see her there, but my friend worked there and told me about it. Nikki brought her own A1 sauce, and I love A1, and I have tiny bottles of it because at fancy places, they go, we'll bring you the chef's sauce selection. I'm like, no, I want A1. Well, she brought her own bottle in, an enormous one, and just plunked it on the table. There's your mistake, Mickey. Nikki, you got to hide it. You keep it in your purse. When the steak comes and the waiter leaves, the waiter server leaves, you do, then nobody notices. But Nikki's a little more, you know, balls out than that. And she just plunked a gallon of A1 down, and they were like, um, excuse me, you have to take that off the table. No. Yeah, they wouldn't allow it. So she left. No. That's the way to stand your ground, termites. 
Don't yeah. let those people push you around. You need more sodium in your steak. <laughs> um, she said, Dolly said it was the most depressed place I'd ever seen. Down on the Hollywood Boulevard, there were all these people on the streets, homeless people, and, and pitiful, crazy, nuts people running around. Oh, my Lord. It was just a horrible setting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, she Very said, cool. when we first went there, as musicians playing places like the Roxy and staying at the Holiday Inn, I felt like I was in a really strange town. There was this weird craziness. It's not at all what I thought it was going to be. That's the thing. They don't present it to us like that. Right. To the non-California people. Right. I thought, you You're know. Be a yeah. Sure. Um, Everyone surfs. She said, I, oh, I just see young people who come there and be willing to sell their souls to make it in show business. They'd end up selling themselves on the street to get money for shooting dope. Shooting dope. Yeah. I never know anybody did that. I but I just agree with that. Like, I don't know. They just make it seem different on TV yes. to the those of us that are not. That's all the um, Queen news, uh -huh. but update. Mattress Mac strikes again. So great. I love him. So the four college teams, if you don't follow college football, don't worry. I'm not going to get into this at all. But just know there's four teams. Washington, Michigan, Texas A&M. No. No, sorry. Texas. Texas. Oh, the Longhorns. Who are yes, they? They're Austin. Ron's team. Oh, that's Ron's team. Yeah. Well, who's Matthew McConaughey like? Austin. He likes them too. Texas. He's always at the game on the sideline. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Manziel is A and M. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know the Amen Agriculture. Yeah. I googled and it. And mechanics. And mechanics. Yeah. Huh. They're not farmers and car workers. What? <laughs> car workers. Mechanics? <laughs> Do they mean like car mechanics? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Texas and Alabama is the fourth team. So, uh, Mattress Mac, listen to this offer. If you go to his store, his video is so cute. He's on a couch. It's not a good-looking couch. He has way better couches. I don't know who put him on this couch in his store. I don't know. Old people with animals might like it because it's leather and it won't fuck up if you have a cat that throws up on your couch or a dog or whatever. But I wouldn't know that. <laughs> you wouldn't know. These feral cats never throw up. They have stomachs of steel. It's a, it's amazing. They can eat a whole bird, the head and everything, and they just look at me fine. They never throw up. It's weird because, yeah. Um, wow. So if let's if you live in Houston or you can get to Houston, first of all, this, his furniture store was awesome. Mm -hmm. I wish I lived by it. There were so many great things in there, and then there's just uh, regular cheap things. There's super expensive things. It's mm -hmm. all over the place. If you buy $4,000 worth of furniture – so there'll be two games that Texas will have to play, two games that all four teams will have to play. Mm -hmm. If they win the first game and you bought $4,000 worth of furniture and they win, it's free. You get your money back and you get the furniture. Oh, my God. Yeah. And if they don't win, so what? You spent, you were going to buy furniture yeah, anyway. Yeah, you wait till you got to buy furniture. Now, if they win both games, the semifinal and the final, yep. $6,000 worth of furniture is Whoa. free. <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing. What a wonderful person. Mm -hmm. So if you were waiting on getting like a bed or redoing your bedroom. Get down there. Get on down there. Mm -hmm. Mattress Mac. Just a wonderful thing. Update. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I need new furniture. Um, you haven't been home for I haven't even been years. here. And no, I know. I paid somebody to hang the Christmas lights. They did a wonderful job. Um, it was very exciting to come home at night and see them. Are you going to do a video? Uh, I'll do a video. Yeah. Because it's just the, the eve parts are too high. And then I remember my dad used to take a fishing pole uh -huh. 
And because back then there was no one to pay to do your shit. And I would do my, if I had like a ranch, I would like to do, I like doing it, but I don't, I haven't been home, whatever. Um, he would take a fishing pole and cast the, the string of lights what? up to the top of the A-frame. What? Yeah. And you'd just hear, pew, 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 of about half of the bulbs that crashed when that landed. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to cast it? But I will say he did get it to the top and then they just kind of fell yeah. into place. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Well, it's one way to get the work done. Wow. Um, fishing. Fishing pole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw a thing on Instagram of a guy. It was so funny. It was called Lazy Dad. Uh-huh. And he has a, um, I don't know what it is. It's not a baseball, like not a wiffle ball, something in between. Mm-hmm. A ball. And he's got little kids that are like four. And he has a fishing pole and the ball's on the end. And he hangs, he hangs it over and they hit the ball as hard as they can. Then he just reels it back and he never gets out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. The Babe Ruth card that we were talking about it, it sold for $7.2 million. But it falls short of hope for a grand slam. I don't understand why it didn't. It was in perfect condition. It's rare. There's only 10 in the world. I thought it would go, People, the people with the money have all the money. I really would have thought, God, this, my hat's a little itchy. Sorry. God, I feel Is like it a the battery dog. <laughs> it, may, it might be the batteries that are blinking. <laughs> if people want to know where I got this hat. You can get it in any team. You have to go on eBay, though. Everything's sold out. Yeah. Because I bought a Buffalo one for my friend. He's a big Buffalo guy. And then I bought a Bears one. There were a lot of those left. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> You gotta send that to your friend Adam Rank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's all it sold for seven point two million. Now that I can understand why you would buy it because it's an investment. You could resell if you wanted, and you could put it in a frame in your house. But then you'd have to have security or something. You'd come, but come, you have to have full time security. True. Mm-hmm. What did they think it was going to sell for? Ten. They thought they'd get ten million. Oh. Update. <laughs> Buffy Saint Marie. Oh. Now, we've talked about Buffy St. Marie. It's one of the craziest stories ever. She said she was a First Nations. She said she was born in Canada. She was stolen from a tribe and put in a family of white people, Italian people in Massachusetts. Then the documentary came out. But she's been all in on First Nation, uh, Native American causes. Like She's done a lot of good things to bring light to it. But she also got a lot of breaks in her careers because of that. Mm -hmm. And took a lot of money that she probably shouldn't have taken because, and she said, "Well, your your identity is not up to your your the sperm or your 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 heritage." Well, yeah, it is yes. if you're claiming that on to make money. Right. I don't care if you want to sit in your house and tell me you're, you're part of some tribe. Right. Hi, you're you all day long. You can do that, but once you start taking gigs and this and that, mm-hmm. I don't know. You think you cross the line. So we're, we're like, "What are we going to do about it?" Well, the documentary, they don't they didn't know about it then, so the documentary that's out makes it seem all fine and dandy. Then boom, the news comes out from the CBC show that says she's not um not even Canadian. No. No, American, Italian, white yes. person. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we said it on this um show. I think you have to leave that up to the tribe that quote adopted her. Yep. The That's Canadian it's, tribe. It's a giant Canadian Viking hole. The Saskatchewan, yeah. Nobody else really needs to be commenting on this. Um, I'm just presenting facts. The chief of the Saskatchewan First Nation has been thrust into the controversy over Buffy St. Marie's ancestry. He says 
The legendary singer should take a DNS test to prove about her heritage. A DNA test. A DNA. What did I say? DNS. DNA test. Mm -hmm. I put them together. This is why I didn't read out loud a lot in school. (laughs) (laughs) A DNS test. A DNS test. What? (laughs) Shut up. All right, Bob, you get up here and do it. Um, I do believe we deserve a definitive answer from her. Pia Pot, First Nation Acting Chief Ira Lavelle said on Thursday, Clearly, the only option I can think of that would definitively solve any of this would be a DNA test. Her indigenous culture was a central part of our identity as her fame began to rise in the 60s. But there have been conflicting stories about her adoption and heritage throughout her career. They have a term up there called pretendian. Get it? Pretend Indian? But I don't know why we're using Indian if we're supposed to be using First Nations and Native Americans. It should be something else. It's too long and too many It's way too long, right. Pretendy First Nation... Mm -hmm. Native person, whatever. Um, her official web- website said she was believed to have been in 1941 on a Piapot First Nation res- Reserve in Saskatchewan and taken from her biological parents when she was an infant. And then we know the sole story. Mm-hmm. CBC in October had the documentary. Um, now she's 82. Mm-hmm. But this, again, is not for this white lady from middle America no. to be deciding it's up to Canadians. Oh, it's up to the it's tribe. It's up to the tribe. First. First. Yeah. And then everybody else can mm-hmm. chime in. Um, but he has spoken. She ain't going to do it. No. She's already said um, that she's not doing any of this. And yeah. she knows who she is. Because she's um, She says she's never lied about her identity. Yeah. This is what oh. she's been told. She said her mother told her her mother was part. Unicorn. No, me. It's a tribe I can't say. I know I can't pronounce it. It's Micmac. Micmac. Mm-hmm. But that's then your mother saying she's Canadian. Right. Do the Micmacs go all the way down to the States? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <sighs> she says, I don't need to answer you. Those who love me know who I am. Well, not the people in the documentary. <laughs> mm. So that's your update. I'll let you know. Yeah. She's not going to do it, though. Because she's 82. She's, Just ride it out. Lying. That's why. Well, she doesn't want to be fraudulent. Well, I think there should be a test. And I think those people who came in second for um, Indigenous Albums of the Year at mm-hmm. the Junos, which is the equivalent to the Grammys, except in Canada, they should get first place. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You you were in the wrong group. Yep. You shouldn't have been in the group. You're cheating. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. going to revote now like a game show. Yeah. No, there's no reason to revote. You just move two to one and three to two. Okay. And somebody who came in fourth... Boom! Third. <laughs> <laughs> holy, holy shit, they found it. That's all the updates I had. Mattress Mac was an update. Um, a rare animal thought to be extinct suddenly found by a dog on a beach. Yeah, this is crazy. Wait till you got wait till you turn right to Google the picture of this thing. A dog made the discovery of a lifetime when it discovered an animal believed to be extinct after it wasn't seen for nearly 90 years. The collie had been deployed by the Endangered Wildlife Trust as a scent detection dog in a years-long and nearly hopeless pursuit of finding traces of the De Winston's Golden Mole. Wow. Have you ever seen a mole? Yeah, they're so ugly. They're crazy looking. My friend said his cats were bringing them in, and he'd never seen one. And the cat was hiding it under the front room rug, Mm -hmm. like a little furry rug thing. Mm -hmm. 
And then he saw the rug moving, and he said he flipped it back. Yeah, he's my bug guy, and he was terrified of it. He didn't even know what it was. I wouldn't know what it is until he showed me, and then I Googled moles. I never even thought what they looked like. Um, The shimmering mole rarely appears above ground. It was last seen in 1936. Researchers couldn't confirm if the species still existed until the dog made the discovery in South Africa. They announced it on on the facial book. But the blind moles live, they're blind, entirely underground and don't leave behind tunnels like other species of moles. They appear to swim through the sand, according to a press release. Yeah, he's so, well, he's pretty because he's got blonde fur, but his face, oh. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Since 1936, though. Wow. The to confirm the species hadn't gone extinct, researchers needed to find evidence of a mole and successfully test its DNA, given that it closely resembles other species. After a lot of hard work, they found what they were looking for. Um, all thanks to the dog. He said, I think it's fantastic. In 2023, we can still rediscover species. All of our stories around conservation are gloom and doom. Here we have an opportunity to say that actually there are opportunities to make changes. Hmm. Yeah. So go Google, go Google that. The blind golden mole. Wow. Mm-hmm. And good for the dog. Good for the collie. I don't picture a collie being a root root around her. Um, yeah, they don't just they don't seem like diggers. I don't know. No. Maybe they are. Um, speaking of which, one of the rarest mammals in the world was just born in a zoo in England. What was it? Do you want to guess? What's the rarest mammal in the world? Probably some sort of a, one of the rare. Like a whale. No, it's not a whale. It's a black rhino. What? Yep. It was just born in broad daylight at a zoo in England, and the footage is breathtaking for broad such a... daylight. Yeah. Why do we have to know? I don't know. I thought it was weird. <laughs> Why they said nighttime or daytime. Who cares? Yeah. It came out of where... I mean, it, it surfaced right. when the sun came up. There it is. For such a large newborn, the female calf landed on, on the soft, sandy floor of its enclosure with surprising zest in a recent post zookeepers at the chester zoo in cheshire england said the calf has barely left her mother's side since she entered the world on sunday she's actually very cute they've been waiting the birth for 15 months it's quite unusual here's why for a rhino to give birth in daylight hours we didn't expect it to happen Ah. right in front of us as we were going out about our day to witness the calf safely entering the world in front of our eyes which is the most incredible privilege the new rhino has not yet received a name but her mother's called zuri and Vision says the calf is healthy, well-fed, and very inquisitive. Her whole species as a, as a her species as a whole, though, is suffering. Black rhinos in Africa once used number in the tens of thousands, and yet today there are only about sixty-five hundred individuals left in the wild. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's poaching and habitat loss. Mm-hmm. This thing's really cute. His legs look like an elephant, or her legs. It's got sweet eyes, and kind of like French bulldog ears. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's right. So if you want to go look at a picture, you should. It's oh, adorable. Right. A black rhino. I didn't know black, the black ones were rare. It would be Speaking of, before I go any further, too, I didn't want to say, I said, well, we were, I've been watching a lot of football, but the Hallmark movies, here's ones I'm recommending. Okay. There's one called The Norwegian Holiday, a term I told me to, I, I taped it. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Not hilarious. I haven't seen it. But and it did vary away from the normal, you know, the same plot, the same bullshit, was the there same. A princess in it? There was no princess in it. No, right. it's all about this town in uh, Norway, and this lady goes back, and the, you know, there's a lot of hokey shit going on. But the the <laughs> Norwegian jokes were funny. It was funny, uh-huh. and then um, cool. 
a Scottish Christmas, very predictable, but it was fun because the actors they picked the one the good ones actually had good Scottish accents. So, and then I put it I put out on Instagram and Twitter that it, it bothers the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. I would fire everyone in the props department uh-huh. on all Hallmark, Hallmark Lifetime movies, all of them Christmas mm-hmm. movies. The coffee cups are, they never have coffee in them. They just wing in. Sometimes they have four in a thing and they're just flying it around. Oh my God, that all would have spilled. Like, why can't you put something in the flipping? It doesn't have to be coffee. And their lips are never wet after they drink something. They just go "Mm, slam hot coffee and then they leave their cup. It's just, and then it also drives me apeshit crazy that some lady, quote, went away for the weekend to some small town, but she has eight coats, nice. long coats, like like heavy winter. Oh, here's one in red. Oh, we're going out tonight. Let me get my green coat. Who the fuck? Nobody does that. You take Even in my life, I don't know, in the Midwest, you have three coats, right. but you have your going out, your funeral coat. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it. Or that's my good coat, mm-hmm. like fancy. Coat. That's for funerals and usually funerals. Um, you know, your day-to-day coat. Mm-hmm. And then like your fun or your junk coat. Mm -hmm. But these people, nobody, it's ridiculous. I'm also bothered they never fill up the luggage. People with one hand are just grabbing an enormous suitcase out of the back of a truck and throwing it it around. It's so easy to fix this shit when it's so noticeable. But then somebody wrote, because I read everything you guys write, at least I try to. Um, Somebody is a band teacher Uh and they... (laughs) I've never noticed this because I don't play band uh-huh. instruments, but I guess whatever they're doing in the movies, the the kid, the people playing the instruments does not match yeah. the song music at all. And I guess if you're a music person, it's another one of the, ah, God damn it, how hard would this be? But they don't probably don't have real musicians, but then just don't play them right. or something. Right. I don't know. That one, now I'm going to be looking for that because yes. I never noticed that. No. Because I don't know anything about it to begin with. Guitar. Yeah, but they never have a guitar player. No. And it's the, you know, the flutes yeah. and the, the bagpipe wi- guy was crazy. The bagpipe guy. And if you watch the Scottish Christmas, they have a guy that plays bagpipe in the for a bunch of scenes. And every scene the man looks like he literally is having a heart attack. There was just no reason to make it that crazy. He doesn't his face is purple. He's just, oh, oh, come on. It's not. Yes, the bagpipes are hard to learn, but it's not like that. Right. So those were two. And apparently everybody's saying the Eddie Murphy one was not good. I have not seen it. Candy Cane Lane or something. What's crazy to me is how wonderful Eddie Murphy looks, though. I'm like, how do you never, ever, ever change? That's And he's got like 100 kids. And I think he's in his 60s. Google how old he is. I'd say 60. No, he's not Jelly Roll. And he's older than Snoop. Even though I, I thought I thought Snoop was like seventy five. No, I thought he was sixty. No, and he's not. He's only fifty two. Eddie Murphy's sixty two. Sixty two. Okay. Well, he looks wonderful. But I guess Will Smith is crazy. I don't care how old he is. He's a crazy person, and he needs to sit down and be quiet and sit with himself in a corner and stop bullshitting and hitting people. Stop hitting people on 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 shows. Stop. Yeah. It's yeah. Um. All right, we're moving on to news. This story makes me laugh because I just don't understand. First of all, my grandpa loved Red Lobster, uh-huh. and I love Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. And um, their cheddar biscuits just oh, stop it. Mm-hmm. I used to, um, I used to take my grandpa every Tuesday and Thursday. That was our date, Red mm-hmm. Lobster. That's fun. Yeah, he loved it. Um, 
Red Lobster CFO uh, blames the chain's endless shrimp promotion for a whopping $11 million third quarter loss. Oh, my God. (laughs) What were you thinking, Red Lobster? (laughs) They wanted to get people in. Well, you sure did. But a lot of them are chubbies. They're going to eat you out of house and home. Mm -hmm. Even I could eat. So, well, I'm going to read the story. 11, (laughs) I mean, I worked at a restaurant for years, Mm -hmm. like 12 years, and some of the many, many of those years were at Stuart and Anderson Black Angus Cattle Company. Mm-hmm. Used to be a chain. It's mm-hmm. gone. Well, it's still in some places. But <laughs> um, we had a little chef, Howard, and Howard would explain to me. I said, how come we don't ever do these kind of promotions? He said, because they'll eat you out of house and home. You can't do that. Right. He said, they're not going to show you their losses. But if that's what oh. it takes to get people in the door, mm-hmm. Howard was smart. And right. that was 187 years ago, and Howard knew that. Apparently, these people needed a Howard to tell them, we're not doing endless shrimp. We'll do double, double shrimp. Right. You could have done that, and you still wouldn't have an $11 million third quarter loss. Red Lobster faces staggering $11 million in the third quarter. Um, financial reports for the third quarter running from July 1 through September 30th, whoa, whoa, my birthday, um, showed the iconic American seafood restaurant's drastic downfall. Red Lobster wanted to lure more customers in after facing a significant loss of five point. Uh, four million dollars in the second quarter, but they mass. What's the other one they always have? Lobster Fest. Lobster Fest. I couldn't even find a Red Lobster in Los Angeles. I had to go um, to a neighborhood that was dangerous, yeah. and I made my friend go with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's Lobster Fest. I have to go. Snoop used to live there. Snoop used to live in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's yeah. down by Compton E. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a little dangerous, Compton. but I went, and the Red Lobster was absolutely fine. Wow. There, I didn't feel like danger any no. danger. But they don't have red lobster like in West Hollywood. Or, no, no, nowhere within 30 minutes of the airport are, you will not find a red lobster in, in Los Angeles. Oh my God. You have to go out into either the way suburbs or some of the more um, not safe areas. No. Anyway, um, they massively, massively fumbled their plans by offering an all-you-can-eat promotion that was a bit too generous. The endless shrimp offer was uh, initially special. But in June, it claimed a permanent spot on the Red Lobster menu for just $20. Diners could indulge in as much of the shellfish as they could stomach. Foot traffic at the chain restaurant increased by 4% when the deal popped up as permanent in wow. June. Now, here's something I love about Wait, the Wait, it's permanent? It was. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I'm sure not anymore. I'm sure that <laughs> person's been fired. Exactly. The owner of the Red Lobster change, the Thai Union Group, blames the endless shrimp for their detrimental... More people were ordering the endless shrimp than the company anticipated, likely because the deal went viral on social media platforms like TikTok, where people were showed off how much they were able to get their money's worth. Oh, so they showed how much they ate. Yeah. The company's yearly loss is now predicted to be at least $20 million, thanks to a combined... <laughs> shrimp! <laughs> how do you go to the bosses and go, I didn't think they were that popular. piggy. These people are pigs. I didn't think... Because wait till you hear how it comes. And then I think, who could do this? And it's John Panette's joke. You go home now. Yeah, it's John Panette's old <laughs> joke at the buffet. You go home when he was at a buffet, at a Chinese buffet, at a Chinese restaurant. You go home now. You scare my wife. No, no more meat for you. Vegetable only. Vegetable only. You go home now. <laughs> I'm not doing the accent. I'm doing John. So I'm hearing complaints that I'm doing an accent. That is not flattering. Um, a TikToker. Known only as Rachel, 
broke down the value of the deal and found that it would take only only take five bowls of the restaurant's six-piece shrimp dishes to break even. Well, I don't know how big are these shrimp. Are like they the size of a comma or, or are they big? Yeah. What? Well, a comma is the shape of a shrimp. I know. I've never thought of that. <laughs> it looks like a comma. I always thought that. Shrimp arrive on a plate, and I'm like, they're commas. Wow. Yep. So I don't know how big or little they are. I know they're not prawns, so they're not big. They're not huge. But if somebody gave me five, I'm full. She based her, quote, girl math on how much the same amount of shrimp would cost to make it home along with the free biscuits that Robert Red Lobster famously offers, as well as the side dish of choice that comes in the included price, Rachel found that a homemade version of the shrimp deal would cost fifteen ninety eight for 30 pieces of shrimp and side of biscuits. Okay. But you also get a salad. At least you used to. Well, with what I ordered, I always ordered the uh, stuffed had, sole. Re- stuffed sole? What are you, 90? Stuffed sole. I love it. it. Basically, it was like Thanksgiving inside fish. They just put a bunch of dressing, crab dressing in there. It was great. I like the fried shrimp. The fried shrimp. The, and, I, and I'm the redneck here? God. I love it. So fried good. shrimp. Well, you can get that anywhere. Go to Captain D's for Christ's sake. You don't need to be somewhere fancy for that. Red Lobster's promotion would come to around twenty six forty with tax and tip for the shrimp. And he also you got a tip. She's a youngster, too. She's one of the children. Yeah. Rachel concluded that when taking... The free side of choice and all the different flavors of shrimp into account, you would break even after five bowls. So you have to eat 30 pieces. 30 pieces of shrimp. How many people are eating more than that, America? Let's get our shit together, huh? Right. 30, unless they're super tiny. And then she did all the math because they have all kinds of flavors too. So that costs more money. I didn't know that. I didn't know shrimp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fried, I mean, for this fried, restaurant, fried. they offer seven options for shrimp bowls crispy dragon shrimp, garlic shrimp. Scampi, grilled sh- shrimp skewer, parrot isle jumbo coconut shrimp, Walt's, I don't know, Jesus. Walt's favorite shrimp, shrimp linguine alfredo, and popcorn shrimp. Oh. Now, popcorn shrimp, I could see maybe eat 30. Mm. Still a lot. Yeah. Servers allow, this would also be a pain in the ass <laughs> if you're a server. This would drive you to quit real quick. Uh-huh. I would work the whole year until they said it was endless shrimp time. And then I'd be like, okay, i am got to go now. <laughs> Servers allowed each customer to start out with three bowls and then order two more when they're ready. That means I got to go get them twice now. Yeah. I have to bring your meal twice. Right. They don't allow to-go boxes. Well, that's the only smart thing they did. Right. I'm surprised they caught that, too. Um, the typical rule is all-you-can-eat deals to stop people from taking advantage of them to go home with boxes of food. All-you-can-eat dials popped up in the 70s and 80s. With restaurants like Golden Corral and Hometown Buffet built their businesses around the model. The promotion begs the question of how these restaurants make money if they're giving away unlimited quantities of food. I mean, you don't need to be a business person to sit in the media and go, wait, what, they never have to stop eating? Right. For $20? Right. Well, we're going to be in trouble. Right. One answer that they don't need to is that they don't need to employ as many servers because the people are serving the food for themselves. That's at a buffet, not... Right. Those are buffet-style restaurants. This is not like in. This Everybody is not the case, that. right? So when you go to Red Lobster, just know. Yeah, I didn't know there were that many flavors. Uh-uh. And some of them are jumbo. Yeah. This um, piece of news, I'm kind of surprised by. Okay. The band Kiss. Mm-hmm. Never seen them in my life. Oh, they're great. They're one, great. One time. 
Great. One time they're yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, my friend uh, Little Dwarf went down in Nashville there at the Bridgestone. He said it was great. Um, well, it was their last show at Madison Square Garden, oh, uh-huh. and they lit up. Um, what is it? They light up Rock of uh, the the no the tower. They light up for basketball and politics. Oh, the, the Empire State Building. Yeah. They lit it up in Kiss's colors, which I thought was very nice. And it's a good, it's a nice goodbye because whether you're a Kiss fan or not, they've been around forever. They've worked their asses off. Gene Simmons is like the ultimate business person on earth, and the other guy too. I think Paul Stanley's in on all that. The other two do. Well, anyway, the fans were really disappointed over their last show. Really? Yep. I was shocked. I don't expect this out of Gene Simmons. No. Um, Some diehard fans who invested significantly to witness this historic moment left the venue with a sense of disappointment. I'm so ashamed to be a Kiss fan tonight. Well, I was at the final show at Madison Square Garden. Kiss showed no emotion at all. Nothing off the scripts from usual. Robots. I'm still furious. Not one Robots. ounce of real emotion. Oh bring their, bring the families out. Say something from the heart. Absolutely nothing. On my way home, listening to a whole new Ace Freely album and feeling thankful that I'm part of this and not that corporate machine that is Kiss. Oh. Oh. They had to promote their scripted avatar bullshit. So at the end, they said Kiss isn't going away. Kiss will live forever. And they presented their avatars. But then they don't say, are these going on the road? These avatars? Yeah. Or what are you, is, there, is there a cartoon? What, what are we doing? Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah. Somebody said, I watched the PPV and was ex- expecting the unexpected. Nothing. Gene's after show comments made me shake my head. I feel the same. Like, no goodbye, no real thank you from the stage. So, so weird. Yeah, that's bizarre. Um, Criticism ranged from the absence of personal touches, like bringing out their families, to a lack of sincerity in their final words. The set list for this night included a lineup of Kiss hits such as uh, Detroit Rock City, Shout It Out Loud, and I Was Made For Loving You, Baby. That's one I know. Uh, the only song I really loved of Kiss was the slow ballad, and then they never played that. And Beth. Got, yeah. Beth, I hear you calling. Yeah. But I can't go. I wonder who sang that one. It wasn't Gene Simmons. Oh, I'm right who now. Because me and the boys are playing. The most Google thing, by the way. Is who what sang Beth? No. What does the fox say? Um, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Mm-hmm. Well, his voice was great on that. Very nice. Some fans even contrasted their experience with the seemingly more genuine and heartfelt performances of former band member Ace Freely. As the curtain falls on Kiss... On their uh, illustrious career, fans are left with mixed emotions, cherishing the memories of their iconic band, while we've while reflecting on what could have been a more heartfelt heartfelt farewell. Aww. Yeah, that's not. I wouldn't expect that out of them. Nope. And then to do a commercial at the end saying, "Here's our avatars." Right. That, yeah. yeah. No thanks. This is bullshit. Nice. Um. Okay. This is. Are you kidding me? So. We had talked about this mm-hmm. because I don't like cruise ships. Right. I don't want to be on them um, ever. Aware. Ever. <laughs> ever. 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 Right. <laughs> this is my ultimate nightmare. They had a three-year cruise. Oh, cool. Yeah, starting, yeah starting booking fees were 200 grand. Well, the three-year cruise canceled. What? People had already sold their homes. Oh, they were already in Istanbul. Oh, my God. Listen to this. Oh, my God. Wow. Meredith Shea told the Sunday Times she paid 562000 for a seven-floor balcony cabin on the ship. 
So they started at 200 grand, but you can go up clearly to 560. Oh my God. Half a million dollars plus wow. 62 grand. She got upgraded to the seventh floor <laughs> and a balcony cabin. I mean, I would actually think about self-assisted suicide if someone put me <laughs> if someone put me in here. I would just be like, I, I can't do this for three years. Vomiting, I'm laying crossway on the bed. The coffee's wrong. It's not even coffee. Don't put, tell me that's Starbucks. No, Bull no. shit. It's like Marbucks or some off-brand. And I am the easiest person to eat, to, to feed. I'll eat anything cheap. Any gas station food, I'm in. Hot dogs, Slim Jims, anything. The food, the standard food, like you got... Just in the morning, I'm just gonna go get a, a bowl of cornflakes. That can't be that hard, right? Cheerios, right. something. No, no, no. Everything's off. Uh -huh. Then we go to the fancy restaurant because Lewis is a foodie, and then they bring these seafood towers. Uh -huh. no. no, much rather be a Red Lobster. <laughs> so anyway. Funny. One woman who planned to set sail on the Life at Seas cruise three-week journey, which was canceled in November, had reportedly sold her home to make the voyage. Wow. She's a former flight attendant. Um, the cruise was scheduled to leave from Istanbul, Turkey, on November 1st and visit seven continents, 135 countries, and 375 ports. Oh, my God. That's 375 <laughs> times that I would have found a bar after a while, ordered a drink in the heart. Well, Madigan, please return to the cruise ship. Black and Madigan. That happened twice. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I said to Louis, well, I've told that story. I'm like, Louis, they're not kidding. You're going to have to run. I know you haven't done that since eighth grade, but now is your time to shine. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, Life at Sea revealed to the passengers on November 17th that the cruise was officially canceled and it had no ship to sail. Life at Sea. That's what it's called. Oh my God. They had no ship. They, they lied about the ship. I was desperate to see Nambia for the first time. Uh, said Shay, who lives in Florida, was planning to board the cruise in the Bahamas on November 15th and the coast of India. Another perk was her not having to cook or drive for those three years. How old are you, Meredith? You don't want to drive at all anymore? What happened there? Former flight attendant. All right. Well, you could still be in your 60s. All right. She doesn't want to drive. Okay. I had my own pity party, she recalled after finding out the news. While living with her girlfriend in Florida, after selling many of her belongings, I walked around being devastated for 12 hours. <laughs> That's all? Shit. I'd have a bag in my head and a wall for... She went to a warehouse to pick up the possession she intended to bring on the cruise. She said a whole wave of sadness came over me again. Um, you know, everything I'd meticulously packed. The seasickness pills. See, that's why it's not a good vacation no, when the first thing you have to pack is things so you don't vomit. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Be. Summer yeah. T-shirts, all the vitamins for three years. Vitamins. Huh. Wow. Um, the passengers were in disbelief. It was so close to departure. People had let, had let out their home rent. And let out mm -hmm. their, um, she wow. was the first passenger to sign up. Wow. The company later decided that the vessel they had was too small for the cruise and planned to buy a larger ship, which was set to be renamed, and they didn't. Wow. Yep. She broke the news on November 16th. The CEO, Kendra Holmes, who had resigned just days before the sale fell through, announced the cruise was canceled in a 15-minute video given to passengers. Oh, my God. Oh, <gasps> oh, my, God. oh my God. They received on November 19th. They're already in Istanbul. That's where it's leaving from. So wow. we've flown there. Oh, God. <laughs> 
She claimed that the ship they had is not big enough, um, and the cruise line had presented the project to investors and initial approval from the, to buy a bigger vessel. But then the deal fell apart. Oh, you should have told people way before this. Yes. She vowed to refund those who signed up for the cruise. Well, yeah, you're going to yes. do that. But if you have to sue them, it could take years. Uh-huh. There's a whole lot of people with nowhere to go right now. Some need their refund to even to have a place to go. It's not good. One guest anonymously told CNN, you can just say your name on that exactly. um, It's uh, That is just, I don't. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, there's more about it, though. Um, uh, there was uh, 111 cabins. Many of them are still stuck in Istanbul. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I mean, this should be way, 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 way more trouble than they're in. Yes. I think. Yes. You know, you can't, you just can't do that to people. No. Um, this one. Do you want to buy a castle in France, termites? Maybe. Now, see, this, compared to the shit that people buy at auctions, <laughs> which I don't know what you're going to do with it once you own it, mm-hmm. um, here's a way to spend your money. If you have that kind of money, they want thirty million. Thirty million dollars. Listen to it though. Okay. Dating back, and it's so awesome looking, and it looks like a real castle. Like it's not a fake one. Like a oh, it's kind of a castle. No, no, no. Right. It's Mont Brun Castle, Chateau de Mont Brun. It was built in eleven eleven seventy nine. Yeah. Yeah, I bet your Wi-Fi is going to be hard. Yeah. 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 It made its first claim to history 20 years later when King Richard the Lionheart was taken to Mount Brune after being mortally wounded while besieging another castle. He may have even died at the castle. The castle would see action during the Hundred Years' Wars with the Anglo-Gascon contingent taking over (laughs) and keeping it in the 1340s. They demolished its outer wall. The French were able to retake the Mount Brune in... 1353, but in 1385, the English returned and destroyed the castle with fire. It remained a ruin until 1433 when Pierre de Montbron, Bishop of Limoges, began its reconstruction. After five years, it was restored with the main 12th century tower still standing. That's cool. There's a great tower. It's an awesome looking thing. Cool. That would cost a lot to put Christmas lights on. I know what this costs for my house. <laughs> and this would be like... <laughs> holy shit, your bill is going to make your eyes bulge out. Um, the other uh, square towers were replaced with round towers. Cool. Ireland is famous for its round towers. Uh, the castle remained in the, hand, in, the fam, the, in the hands of the family until the early 16th centuries. After, afterwards, Mont Brune would be besieged by Protestants during the wars of religion and then again in the French Revolution. In the latter case, the peasants were able to capture it and set fire to its interior. <laughs> Everybody wants to set fire. The castle was restored again in 1871 and then seriously damaged in a fire in 1917 after another restoration was carried out in the 1960s. Today, the site is protected as a protected monument listed by the French government. $30 million. Yep, and you get the acreage around it, and you get a moat. A moat? Yep, you don't see that on Love It or List It very often. if it's stocked with fish. If the moat is stocked with fish, yeah. probably not. Then I'm out. It's a, it's a great visual effect. It lies in a hollow ring, tree, hollow ring beyond the moat trees, apparently an indefensible position from a military's point of view, but all the more intimate and domestic for that. The main... Oh my god, it's eight stories high. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. 
It has um, 38,000 square feet, if you're interested. Okay. Um, 16 bedrooms, 10 bathrooms. Shitty plumbing, I'm sure. Probably terrible showers. Totally. There's a great hall that can seat up to 200 people, a cinema, a two-story library, three kitchens, and a chapel. Nice. Yep. You can go pray for more water pressure. <laughs> go right on down to the cha- chapel. It has 165 hectares of land. Nice. I don't know how big a hectare is. We need to ask the Iowa termites. Why would the Iowa termites know that? Because they're farmers. Because they're farmers? Do they still roll in hectares? Yep. No. Yep, they do. The, co- the current owners have made it a one, tourist attraction. One hectare is two and a half acres. Wow, one hectare is two and a half acres, so double it at least. Um, no, it's like 300 and some odd acres. <laughs> I'm not doing the half. That's too hard. You get the idea. Do you want 300? I'm going to round, round it off. 350 acres. Yes or no? <laughs> the castle itself can be rented out for weddings or corporate events. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Buy a castle and then go over there and be a fucking server again. Shit, what? There's a party of 42 what? What are they from? Noon? What? Oh. It's just outside the village of Dorzenac in southeastern France. I just think it's funny when these things come up listed. Why is this in the general public? Why is this? Li- why do I even know about this? Aren't these like silent sales? Aren't these like just no. rich people things? No. I don't understand why that's. Speaking of uh, what kind of money do you got? So this is crazy to me. Monet. I do love Monet. Mm-hmm. But here's what I really think about Monet. Okay. I am extremely nearsighted. Like probably uh-huh. legally blind. I, know. I don't know. My prescription is twenty six fifty, in one eye. Oh my god! Yep, and then twenty five seventy five in the other eye. But I lie about that when I go in there, so he doesn't really know they're both that they're both that bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't want to change my prescription because I'm happy with it, and he's going to change it. I know he is because he's a psycho. The guy at Lenscrafters. <laughs> he just won't let me. Can I just have the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when I see a Monet painting. Mm-hmm. That's how I see without my glasses. Everything's just a blur of colors. I'm not saying the man wasn't extremely talented, but I think he might have just been nearsighted. If you put me without glasses in a field of flowers and say, paint this, Kathleen, you would be horrified. You'd be like, holy shit, there's no definition to any. That's what I see, just a field of color. I don't see stems. I remember when I first got glasses, I was like, whoa, shit, there's like leaves are on twigs. What? Well, on a branch. I just thought they were just green up there. Yeah. So to me, all of his paintings look like how I see. Uh, how old were you when you got glasses? I was not. I was 15. Nobody noticed till I was 15. <laughs> I swear to God. No, I fell everywhere all the time, and they just called me Grace. It was hilarious to everyone that I oh fell God. a lot. My nickname is still Grace. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And then, well, I did. They did do an eye exam in a Catholic school in fifth grade, and they sent home a note, but they were dumb, and they sent it with me. I just tore it up because I didn't want glasses. Why? He'd be a dork. Oh, I don't want to be a nerd. Yeah, glasses are cool. Glasses are cool now. They weren't then. Oh. Was that four eyes? I mean, it would just be relentless teasing. And I thought, you know what? I've done just fine being blind. I don't need your shit. And I tore that note up and I threw it in the creek. In <laughs> the creek? Yeah. Well, I had to walk home through a creek. Okay. Mm-hmm. That seems like a pioneer. <laughs> I had to go down a mountain, cross a two-lane road, mm-hmm. cross a creek, mm-hmm. cross a four-lane highway. Well, two lanes and two lanes go through a big ditch, and then I had to climb a fence that was probably six foot high because I had to throw my book bag over the fence. And then you had to be very careful when you got to the top of the fence that your skirt didn't get caught on the top of the fence or you would be severely injured. 
And then I arrived at Our Lady Queen of Peace. Yep. I'm here. Occasionally, my dad would give us a ride if it was like super snowy, but most of the time he left before that. Long unsung, the, the one of Monet's most famous paintings, Water Lilies. It's it's um it's sold for seventy four million dollars. It's been in a private collection for fifty years. How does this happen? Art world. Why do you allow this? His dreaming dreamy painting of Water Lilies is some of the most recognizable works that ever created. Um, the Garden and the Pound in Giverny, France, uh, rendered with expensive blends, uh, expressive blends of blues, greens, and purples. Um, however, while many can be viewed at Paris's Musée de l'Orange, there are others less well-known. And in a recent exciting auction at Christie's in Monet, which had fri- private collection for 50 years. That sucks. I know. Yeah. And then they don't tell you who bought it. So some other little pig is going to take it to his house or her house. Yeah. Um, Wow, they sold a lot. Um, they also sold Picasso's, Cezanne's, and Frida's stuff, and a Van Gogh. Oh, my God. The, it was $640 billion in sales in the 20th century evening oh sale. Oh, my God. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Who knows if other masterpieces from private collections will emerge sometime soon and what they will reveal of other great uh, legacies. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I don't think they should be in private collections. No, they shouldn't. No, yeah, and then when you a social list? No, I'm not. So I just think there's rare things that should be. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what we're moving on to? Super pigs. <laughs> Super pigs are coming, America. Brace yourself. Blame paddles. What? They're from Canada. They're Canadian super pigs. Is it an actual pig or a person? It's an actual pig, not a person. <laughs> okay. I've Hordes of super pigs are running amok in Canada and are soon and are spilling across the northern border of the United States. What? While these, what makes these pigs such a threat is they are the result of crossbreeding between, between wild Eurasian boars and domestic swine. I have no idea what you're talking about. They have tusk and everything. Basically, it's a razorback, oh. like an Arkansas uh, razorback. They so look nice. like that. Wow. If you encounter a boar in the woods, like in Arkansas, yeah, go away. Run the fast as you can. Mm-hmm. They can be extremely Violent. Aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> the animals combine the boar's environmental resistance and the pig's size and fertility to create a rapidly reproducing population that is very hard to eradicate. The U.S. has already started to be invaded by these feral pigs, with around 6 million of the swine having entered at least 35 states. Now, however, the Canadian populations may descend from the north. Wow. Wow, you should see them. They're super hairy. Hybrid populations of wild pigs are not a new issue to the United States. General resulting from interbreeding of domestic swine and then and, and the boars, and it's a hybrid wild wild pig in the state populations have large have larger sizes and reproductive rates of domestic swine and the hardiness of the wild boar. So it's a double whammy. And there's and they go in packs. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Um I think like boar boar hunting's a thing. Like in Arkansas. Yeah. I only know it from Arkansas. Um the damage they can do. They tear up farmland. Imagine what they do to a golf course. <laughs> um, they destroy crops. They disrupt local wildlife. The wild pigs can cause billions of dollars in damage to croplands every year. They can also spread diseases to domestic pigs and farms, including African swine fever, and they've been known to a- attack humans, although this is infrequent. Huh. Yeah. These pig hybrids reproduce quickly, having up six piglets in a litter. They can have two in a single year. Two litters. So it's 12, 12 a year. 
Sixty-five percent of the feral pigs, and the population is there are killed, and they're still rising. Oh, wow! <laughs> they're getting sexy all faster <laughs> than we can stop it. Um, it also raises a significant increase of predators, the wolves, but an increase in some type of scavengers such as jackals. Ooh. Do we have jackals in the United States? I don't know. Let me look. If we do, I guarantee you they're in the desert. That's where everything <laughs> bizarre right. stems from. Um, it's a problem. Uh, nope. No jackals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah where are they? Yeah. Where are they, paddles? Uh, New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, New Mexico. We can't go there now. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here in a minute. Um, I'll just save this one for next week. Well, this is kind of cool, too. Um, in Jakarta, a critically endangered Sumatran rhino was born. He's not a black rhino, just a regular one. Um, the second Samaritan, no, Sumatran. Sum- Sumatran rhino born in the country. Um, there's only 50 in the whole world. Wow. So they're super excited when one's born. And this thing is super crazy looking. His eyes are enormous. Um, it's a sanctuary, a Sumatran rhino sanctuary in Indonesia. It's very cute. That's and cool. That's good to know. He was um, The calf is fathered by a male named Harapan who was born at the Cincinnati Zoo in 2006. Oh, wow. He was the last Sumatran rhino in the world to be repatriated to Indonesia, meaning the entire population is now in Indonesia. Most of the remaining ones uh, are in Sumatra. There's several in uh, captivity. I wonder which of those have them. Hmm. Yeah. Um, People killed them for their horns. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, and they also were used for traditional medicine in China and other parts of Asia. Well, there's one born. That's good luck. That's good. Yeah. We need to talk about the fanciest thing. I'm going to tell you about the fanciest McDonald's, and then I'm going to we're going to we're going to leave um, with some rules by Warren Buffett's right hand man who died. Nice. Yeah. This is the fanciest, oh, poshest, if you will. That's always weird to me when Americans use that word. We don't use that word. Posh. Posh. It's very British. Mm -hmm. It's the fanciest one in the world, and they sell lobster. Stop it. Yeah. Where is it? Next week, I'm going to tell you. Next week, I'm going to tell you about um, McDonald's top secret plan of what they're, they have a new thing coming out, a a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you next week. Mm -hmm. McDonald's in Maine, I have to get my friend Kelly McFarland to go, has been dubbed the poshest on the planet, thanks to its upscale finishing and high-end menu, which includes specialty seafood. And I'll bet you, Red Lobster, it's not all you can eat. Right. The Ritzy restaurant is located in the waterfront town of Freeport, but there are no garnished golden arches to alert you to its presence. Home of LLB. Home of LLB? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Great. So they don't even have the golden arches. They hide it. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Instead, the eatery blends with its quaint surroundings, located inconspicuously inside Gore House, a Victorian-style mansion by a local, built by a local merchant way back in 1850. In 1984, the building was transformed into a McDonald's and has become an unlikely tourist attraction with visitors flocking to the fancy fast food joint. Although there are 40,275 McDonald's restaurants around the world, the Freepoint franchise is one of the few to feature its own page on the company's corporate website. Oh. McDonald's restored the interior of Gore House with mahogany furniture, wall-to-wall carpeting, 
an original painting by Maine artist. Cool. Yeah. And they, um, hold on, I'm not done. In the summertime, they have lobster rolls with um, uh, with tourists hitting up the chain to chow down on the uh, classy crustacean to see how it compares to other seafood sourced and sold by restaurateurs in the local area. Even Freeport residents have uh, come to love the location with a drive stall installed in the year 2000 so they can grab their grub and go. However, locals weren't always so enthused about the prospects of a McDonald's coming to their quaint town. Well, it's there, and now you all like it. See? Sometimes change is good. Don't be a stick in the mud. (laughs) Um, Rules to live by. Yes. Uh, These are just two. Minnesota, uh, a school district in Minnesota and Florida have taken the cell phones away from the children. Oh. Yep. Wow. Um, They confiscate. This is Florida, uh, Orange County. They ban cell phones for the entire school day, even during breaks. Kids can't use them during class, and they can't use them during breaks. I don't, my friend Chris Voth, a Uh comedian, Uh but he's also a teacher. He has a master's degree. He's a very smart man. He teaches high school English, and he said he's very bothered by the phones, but he's trying to just let it go and go, well, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Be on them while he's trying to teach. That would be annoying. Um, Also, I don't know how good that is for the kids. I mean, if it was me, are you kidding? I'd just be on Instagram the whole day, (laughs) especially if it was math or science. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I'm on TikTok. Don't bother me right now. I'm in a Meghan Markle wormhole. Just leave me alone. And I found two cats that actually eat hamburgers. <laughs> anyway, Chris had a good point. My friend Chris, I said, can't the schools just take them away for the school day? He's like, well, because of the school shootings, all the parents. I can see that argument, too. Um, you know, people at my age always go, we didn't have time to school. Well, we also didn't have school shootings. So, you know, I don't know. On the first day, more than 100 cell phones were confiscated from the students. And the following days, confiscations dropped dramatically. This school district has seen a drop in bullying, a rise in student engagements. Teachers report that there have been newfound life injected into the classroom. Students are more talkative and more collaborative. Oh. Yep. And then Minnesota did it. Um, in this area, um. Maple Grove Middle School. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes uh, my nieces will text me back in the middle of the day, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> who is? Yeah, who is? Why? Why texting from class? Right. Emily, focus, focus. <laughs> Emily, no. Um, starting last year, we went to complete no cell phone use for any reason from 8 to 2, 8, 10 to 2.40, which is our school day, Principal Patrick Smith said. Um, it's made the kids more engaged. There was no cross-the-table conversations. There was no interaction on the hallways. And let's be real, with these devices, our students, especially our teenagers, there's a lot of drama that comes from social media and a lot of conflict that comes from it. He says the behavioral and bullying incidents are down. The school doesn't have data at this point to show grades are going up, but parents we talk to see a difference. They say their kids are thriving and focused and doing really well. They participate in discussion. Um, I don't know. What say you, parents? Yeah. Well, I don't have any kids to comment on that. I only have nieces and nephews, um, and my cats don't have phones. No, not yet. <laughs> Baby cat might. Baby cat might. If anybody deserves a phone, it's Kato, because Kato gets in the most fights and can be severely injured in the woods at any given moment. Right. So Charlie Munger, who is that, you say? The transition. It's our last story. Um, he was Warren Buffett's right-hand man. And what's weird is somebody has sent me Fortune magazine. I've never purchased it. <laughs> I don't know why it arrives at my house. Me 
I don't understand 50% yeah. of the articles, but I always take it, it on the plane with me in case I get super bored right. and want to try to read something hard. Well, they did an article. This is bad timing. And on they're saying, get used to the 100-year-old CEO. And they had Warren and Charlie. Well, they should have thought about that a little. They should have gone and stopped the presses because by the time they published it, Charlie's already dead. Oh, shit. He just died. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, he was 99. God bless Charlie. 99. Mm -hmm. He says if you want to most avoid uh, mistakes in life, dodge toxic people and toxic activities. Amen, Charlie. I'm just telling you, looking at Charlie, he doesn't seem like a ton of fun. Okay? <laughs> just saying that. He's a billionaire. Hey, you're supposed to have good financial habits, inte uh, integrity, and avoid toxic people and toxic activities. Okay. Um, he was his own investing icon. It wasn't just uh, what's-his-face that did it all. Um, they they want to hear his advice just as much. People are almost certain to succeed if they spend less than they earn, invest shrewdly, learn continually, and remain disciplined. Well, uh, I'm um, out. Yeah. yeah, I'm out. I've seen in DraftKings. Um, you, without those traits, you'll need a lot of luck to be successful. Boom! Pew! Nice. Avoid toxic people. Look out for those who are trying to fool you or lie to you, aren't reliable in their meeting, in meeting their commitments. A great lesson in life is get them the hell out of your life and do it fast. Whoa. Yeah. I like it. It's how to live a long and happy life. Deal with reliable people and do what you're supposed to do. Okay. <laughs> But he also had a list of things people waste money on. Yeah, you know, good coffee. coffee. Yeah, it's yeah. the things we like. Right. He forgets that making your making yourself just just some days a cup of coffee from wherever you like it, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, mm -hmm. can just be a little bit of a game changer. Yep. And maybe that's money spent was worth that happiness in that moment. Exactly. But these guys don't think like that. No. Yeah, I mean, they want you to. He had ten kids and lived in the same house for seventy years. Oh no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at some point, can we change the look here? Yeah. I mean. Bait. Yeah, do something. Um, think twice about giving someone a piece of your mind. As tempting as it may be in the moment, it's not likely the long-term risk to your reputation. After all, how you treat others is a reflection of your own values. Yeah, I got a few things more. Um, he didn't. Have, he said he lived in the same home for seventy years. Rich people can build really fancy houses, can become less happy. Well, they can also become more happy. Right. I can tell you that from watching my friend Ron White. There's just, now he has built very big houses in his life. Now he wants to go back to a normal house, meaning to, in his mind, 3,500 square feet or less. Right. This house is probably, I don't know, 3,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. There's um, an upstairs for the pub guest. <laughs> for the pub guest right here yeah. and for the kids. Yeah. And then the downstairs is in whatever, whatever, you know, it's yeah. normal. It's fine. But it, I mean, there's houses smaller. There's houses way bigger. I don't understand the super big ones where there's just, I see a lot of my friends mm -hmm. who are getting older and retiring and buying these beach houses where they're going to quote retire mm -hmm. and they're way too big because they have this picture right. that's absolutely adorable mm -hmm. of all of their kids coming all of their time with those kids, their kids, kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, it never happens. No. And then two years into it, they're like, well, they want to go, but not when we're there. Right. I'm like, right, you never thought about that. They're like, can we have the keys? When are you not going? Fuck. Yeah, mom, <laughs> when will you not be available right. to go to Destin? Um, he said, living in a modest house was not an accident. I uh, did it on purpose. A basic house has utility. See, this is so strict. Right. 
Noting that a larger home can help you entertain more people, but that's about it. But yeah, but that's a lot of fun sometimes. Right. I'm glad I have a really awesome guest room. Exactly. Yeah. So then, and then I have, there's a guest room up here. Yep. So two couples, mm-hmm. and then kids can flop wherever. Right. You don't, want, you don't want to go too big, though, because then you do have to invite everybody if you're already from a big family. Oh, they'll sleep on rafts on the floor. It it is unbelievable what they'll find acceptable. Go, That's great for the weekend. Come on, cat. Yes, <laughs> up the boat. Are all your couches pullouts? Well, there's not all the couches. There's two, and yes, one is for little people. And I don't mean my friend Brad Williams. I mean young people. Um, another drawback to owning a mega mansion, such as uh, he added. Such an ostentatious display of wealth could spoil kids by encouraging them to live grandly. I do agree with that. Mm -hmm. There's a level of expectation. Mm -hmm. Like even when they opened Pottery Barn for kids. Oh, I know. I I was like, we have the real Pottery Barn's expensive. And now we have one for kids. And I heard a lady in the real Pottery Barn say to her kid, he was probably 10, Mm -hmm. I'd say, um, Whatever his name was, Timothy. Spencer. Yeah, Spencer. That's a good one. Spencer, Hayden, Hunter. Um, get on the couch and tell me if you like it. Oh, it was like a fifteen thousand dollar couch. Wow. And I don't know what the kid said, but I thought, you know what? We didn't even. We just got a couch someone else was done with. Right. Nobody asked me how I felt about it. Nobody. You had nobody asked me if I liked it. I mean, we got new cars, but furniture, I don't even know where our furniture came from. Just uh, it, My Uncle Jim would bring something over on a truck or something. Anyway, <laughs> you can get used to all this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, he had nine children across two marriages, including two stepsons and a son who died of leukemia at age nine. Buffett and I both considered considered bigger and better houses. I had a huge number of children, so it was justifiable, justifiable even. And I still decided not to live a life where I looked like the Duke of Westchester. What a random thing to pull out. Who is that? I don't know. It's made up from a Hallmark movie, Excellent. The Duke of Westchester. And I was going to avoid it. I did it on purpose. I didn't think it would be good for the children. That might be true. If you have to bunk with your siblings and share a room, you do have to learn how to compromise and right. all that. Um, Buffett, the 93-year-old billionaire, bought his house in Omaha, Nebraska for $31,000 in 1958, and he's lived there ever since. I have seen it. Anyone can. Yeah. You can drive right up. Mm-hmm. It's very... Normal. Inconspicuous, normal. Mm-hmm. There's actually nicer houses on the street. Yeah. But he's also 93. So he's not probably thinking, hey, I'm going to run down a pottery barn today. Sure. And yeah. yeah. Um, don't have envy. Don't overspend your income. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like gambling either. Ah, boo. Yeah. Uh, boo. He has a uh, he contributes his longevity to a long held sense of caution and ability to avoid all standard ways of failing. Huh. That thought has never run through my mind ever. No. You're avoid crazy at all costs. I do agree with that. Crazy is more common than you think. That's something we should all be taught in high school. I agree. Like Lewis said, the way we learned about mental health was through dating. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Liz said he dated somebody at college. She was so batshit crazy. He would go home to his friends and go, well, then this happened. And then they would all look it up like in encyclopedias. <laughs> You'd have to go get the DSM. <laughs> You'd have to go. My mom gave me a DSM. Two. The second volume for Christmas one year. That was my present. Oh, yeah. So I could look up crazy things. Um, uh, just avoid it. Avoid it. Avoid it. Avoid crazy. That's what he says. Wow. 
Um, yeah. So there's what I, there was something else he said. I printed out all of them. He was worth two point six billion. You should see Charlie and Warren together. I mean, it just looks too. It looks like two dudes at at, at Golden Corral. They're just <laughs> super white. They've never been in the sun. No. Their skin kind of goes to a gray tone yeah. at ninety, I'd say. But they, st- yeah, they have the same suits. They're ill-fitting. They, he's still got the white collar with the stripe on that oh, that shirt no. from like the eighties. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, it's simple to spend less than you earn and invest shrewdly and avoid toxic people. Um, consistently buy an S and P five hundred low cost index fund. Yeah, I don't know what that is, Charlie, but I have bought some more. Um, I have deposited more money on DraftKings. So right. I don't know how Charlie would feel about that. Probably not Probably very good. I think judgmental. He, judgmental. Yeah. he would hate me as one of his kids. Yes. Kathleen, what did you do with your money? Well, I went and bought a boat, which, <laughs> uh, yep, brand new, right off the lot. She's never supposed to do that. I, I did that. <laughs> and then I went to the casino and played video poker for 11 and hours. <laughs> quotes. I got to do the quotes and then we're out of here. This was a long one, but it's the holidays and... I actually have more time. A little, let's do a quote from Dolly first. Every now and then, when I'm with my husband, I think, yeah, I'll make love with Burt Reynolds tonight, as long as it ain't Burt. My old man don't know about it, but I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I'm sure he makes love to many people while I'm the one doing all the work. That was her fan that she was discussing (laughs) fantasies in 1982 with People Magazine. Park, park that one. <laughs> Carl, I hope you're not listening. Sorry about that. I didn't know she was going to say that. No. Tay Tay. We close on it. Um, music is an art, and art is important and rare. Important, rare things are valuable. Valuable things should be paid for. Agreed. That's her opinion yes. on royalties, on her royalties. I agree, too. I should be paid for the joke. Yes, yes, yes. But thankfully, I don't make my living off of things being played on air like that, like wherever things are, whatever, Spotify. Oh, I did have a ton of Spotify people. Thank you all. I posted that thing. They just send you this thing that says artist rap, and then it tells you how many people, 152 countries. That's so great. And that's just your jokes, not the podcast. That's just the jokes, not the podcast. I don't know how to find the podcast one yet. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to have my friend help me. Um, all right, termites. Um, where am I going? So that's it for 2023. Merch. We're having a merch sale. Um, we have a giant merch sale, giant sale to get everything out of this house. Um, but the tour t-shirts, yep, everything's going to be 10 bucks. Yep. Um, I'm not that 100% about everything, but most things will be $10. It's all $10. All right, it's all yep. $10. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would like to thank somebody that's a larger termite. Thank me for not charging more. And I do pay more for the, uh, I call them two and three times. Yeah. Because the manufacturers are using more material. That's just have, a fact. You have to pay them more. And I have to pay more. And I don't t- pass that cost on. No. Nope. Nope. Fair is fair. I can afford it and make the chubby people happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, upcoming shows. This is all in 2024. So fun. Wichita. Wichita, I need you termites to buy a few more tickets here. Mm-hmm. I've seen some ticket counts. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know why. Wichita, you let me down here. Right. Tulsa, you're not letting me down. No. Boom. I know my ticket count. Santa Rosa and Wheatland, those are the makeup days when I had to cancel because of 
everything that went on in May. Yeah. Um, San Luis Obispo, Monterey, California. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Love it. Atlanta. Love it. Tickets are selling very well at the Cobb Energy Center. Super fun. Very proud of my Atlanta termites. Scottsdale, Arizona. Talking stick, the casino. Love it. Love it. Love it. Although my super awesome, uh, sexiest person ever, Native American, Wayne, retired. He's coming, up. Is he coming to the show? Yeah, he's coming. Well, that would be flattering. Yeah. He doesn't need to do that. He yeah. wants to be a grandpa. Go yeah. be a grandpa. He can be a German for one night. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. He's originally an Osage Indian. And he said Indian. Mm-hmm. And in my high school was the Osage Indians. Mm-hmm. And clearly I am not a Native American. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I am, something went way wrong. Because I don't <laughs> at all have any traits that would no. be just way too super white, pale. But anyway, uh, he's a real. He's nice. the Osage tribe. Yeah, anyway. All right, that's enough. Kathleen. He's beautiful. Um, uh, Chattanooga Choo Choo. See you soon. <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama. Home of what? NASA. Detroit. I believe the Saturday show is sold out. The Friday one has tickets, um, but get on it. Yeah, because they're going. You just released them, too. It's, I just released a bunch of marketing comps. Yeah, that's um, the Royal Oak Theater, which is super fun. Dayton, Ohio, Indianapolis, San Antonio. Boom. Austin, Texas. Maybe Ron will be home and mm-hmm. get, guy can get his unretired ass to come open. Wouldn't that be fun? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think Kelly McFarland's already going on that one. Marietta, Georgia. I mean, Marietta, Ohio. Not to be confused with Marietta, Georgia. Cincinnati, Terrytown, New York. Wouldn't it be fun to live in Terrytown? Where do you live? Terrytown. It's just so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a fun place. Wilmington, Delaware, and Thousand Oaks, California. California. Home of more mattress stores I've ever seen in my life. Very, there's a lot of very sleepy people in Thousand Oaks. Are. People are very tired. They want a very good mattress, mm-hmm. and they'll pay top dollar for it. The Albuquerque All right. termites are yelling. Albuquerque, I am trying. Yeah. I am trying. Yeah. My agent now probably looks at my phone number, come up on the thing and thinks to it in her head, I am fucking working on it. That's what I think she thinks. Because I'm like, hey. Holla. Holla. And then I forward emails that you guys send. I'm like, here's another person we love. This person just noted that I'm only eight hours away where I'm at right now from Albuquerque. Can't I just do one show in my life in Albuquerque? Why is everybody against this? What kind of conspiracy is happening? Oh, the hood? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll go over the headphones. It will. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not your pom-pom. I like the teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it has a tail, too. This this thing's very cozy. Yeah. Sometimes I see kids, teenagers, because, of course, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but children. they travel in these. Like, you'll yeah. see them at the gas station get out in this onesie, and I think, is that too itchy or hot? No. It's it's wonderful. I can tell. It's like a tiny, thin <laughs> fur blanket. Yeah. I'm sure it's highly flammable. I worry about when I light this lighter. I don't <laughs> feel too. I don't feel like this has the stuff that stops you from catching on fire. That's that but that's like. not that's just me saying that. Don't sue me. I don't know what it's made of, but right. anyway. Um, all right, termites. Have fun at the Chiefs game. I will report back from the Chiefs game and um, uh, friends and my cousin Mike. Nice. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Um, and his wife, Connie. And uh, everybody. There's a million family and friends tailgating cool. in the, quote, red lot. You got to go look for the Buffalonians. I got to find the Buffalonian people. I want to see how they're the ones that drive from Buffalo to Kansas City. Can you imagine? No. I've seen online people are doing it. It's crazy. They drove to Nashville. Yeah. 
Yeah. They had flags. And I'm like, is that like a Bills fan from Nashville? No. New York plates. Those people are, they'll drive anywhere. They're so fun to watch them. I hope they set up a card table and jump on it. I want to watch. Yep. So that's it. Are you ready? I don't want to. I like it. I'm so seriously cool. <laughs> <laughs>